Hey, welcome back to the Second Place Second Podcast. We are crazy passionate about inspiring and empowering you to pursue putting Jesus, home, and others first in your life. We know that your life can change, you belong, and most of all, your story matters. If you are new with us, we release a new second podcast every week, except this one's actually going to be a bonus for you. If this is helpful to you, we would love it if you could go on over to iTunes, give this podcast a share, tell your friends and family about it, and hopefully give us a a review. That definitely creates some exposure for the second place community and helps people uh, see, see that we're more visible on the internet. If you'd like more information, you can head on over to secondplacechurch.com. That's spelled out, no numbers in there. That site will open you up to everything happening at Second Place. My name is AP, and I'm here with Joe. Uh, apparently, his daughter's in the car with him, and then we have Lauren Yo! Imhoff, right? Just say hi. And Jill. Hi. Uh, Jill, what's your last name? There you go. Meyer. Jill Meyer, okay. So she was actually on the podcast this week also. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, jump jump so right like into little, it then. It's a little bit of a, of a bonus episode. We're super excited because we've now having our second consecutive podcast with a guest on. Let's What's go. And we've got Jill back. Yeah, one back of the guests is the from- same people as the last episode, which is right. good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to episode mm-hmm. 82, now you're going to get a bonus for episode 83. Word. But, man, it's I've been wanting to get Imhoff on the second podcast for a very long time because – she needed to be on here a long time ago. She's been avoiding it, and that finally, is not true. <laughs> Joe likes making things up about people. Yeah, awesome. But then when, bad. but then when Jill did it, when Jill did it, she's like, "Oh no, I gotta be on there too." And then I'm like, "All right, fine." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound like all we do is complain. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, but not maybe. all of it. There's some good things in there. All right, Annalise is getting out of the car, so. Bye, Annalise. She said they all said bye. She slammed the door on you. That's right. Quality. I'm curious, Joe. Are you are you in the Honda? I am not. I am in the Beamer. Now, for those hashtag pastors life. If you're all out there like, oh, my gosh, this guy's making rich money because he's got a BMW. Let me tell you, this thing is over 10 years old, and it's got 122,000-plus miles on it. This car has cost me more money than I want to talk about. So So just for the record, though. If anybody wants to buy it off me, dude, just at me right now. You've had that car like a year. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh my <laughs> so just for the record though I, I i get kind of annoyed whenever people complain about like pastors making too much money i still don't think that they should live in poverty right no. I, I, I i i don't know like the the lead pastor of the church that i grew up at somebody found out that he was making like 80 grand a year or something i'm like the dude is a phd and is a pastor <laughs> on top of basically running a small business Okay, yeah. pay him more. I think that. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, you're saying it's too low. Got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can make that. We can make something. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> you're you're running a small business. A that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And and if anybody wants to trade spots, man, let's talk because it's a crazy <laughs> it's a crazy ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it really like, is. Trade lives with Joe episode right. three. Yeah. Trade, Anybody who trade. trades lives with Joe would probably die. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Let's let's be honest here. Oh man, you guys could have been a part of the really glitzy part of being a pastor today when I got to clean out the office with your none other than Tacker fan Dave Short and his wife Valerie. That was glamorous. Awesome. That does sound like a lovely afternoon now. Like yeah. you wanna to wanna to hang out with Dave and Valerie. Right. Yeah, it actually does sound like right. fun hanging out with Dave and Val. I, I had <laughs> yeah, the glamorous. Not hanging out with me though. Not you're not. You don't want to hang out with me. Yeah, I see I'm how saying, it is. No, I'm saying if I was in your place, I couldn't hang oh. out with you. Yeah, I was gonna say at least we're all on the same page, you Joe. Be there. <laughs> I guess. If you're there though too, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We got rid of a lot of stuff today, man. It's it it feeling here. good. I uh, I kind of did right. the same thing in my garage since I just. I just did a ton of work on my car. I, I kind of made a list of it. I did oil change, transmission fluid change, rear diff fluid change, brake rotors, brake pads, brake lines, brake fluid, spark plugs, radiator, and coolant. Why? Because I hit 60,000 miles and I was required to, so I had to clean up that mess. But shout out to Randall McGill for coming over and helping me out. Oh, oh my- good old Randall. Yeah, I love that. He, he is, he is <laughs> wonderful. One of the best mechanics I've ever met. AP, I have a stupid question for you. Oh. No stupid questions. Yeah, you said no stupid questions. Oh, I guess guess we don't have a choice since I already brought it up. (laughs) I already brought it up. Can't edit this at all. Would you consider yourself more of a grease monkey or a gearhead? You know, I actually know the difference between the two. Oh. Oh. Um, Oh. I, I personally am more of a, of a gearhead. A grease monkey is somebody who is a full-time mechanic who works in who actually does works as a mechanic in a shop. Uh, a gearhead is more of a motorsports enthusiast. Seeing as I'm an engineer by day, podcast host by evening, and own a Subaru, I guess uh, I I would be more of the uh, more of the gearhead and. A motorcycle uh, on top of it because I just don't have enough vehicles. Thank you for enlightening all of us on that yeah. difference because I would not have been able to win that question on Trivial Pursuits. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome. And yeah. for those of you listening that don't know what Trivial Pursuit is, Google it. Oh, I was going to say, if you don't know what it is, it's like, you're super young. I, if you do know what it is, you're super like, old. I need to get my point across. I need people yeah. to listen and yell at them. <laughs> Well, AP, just like if you don't know what Beauty and the Beast is, episode 82, yeah. go Google it. I know what yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Beast is. I AP's just don't care about watching it. You didn't know who Gaston was. I'm in yeah. a 33-year-old unmarried well, male. Jerk, I don't so I don't okay. care. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Well, well, anyway, let's just get the him hops because this is good stuff. So let's just touch a little bit. Jill did a good job unpacking the rest message, but yeah. we can talk about it a little bit more because Lauren, I'm sure, has her thoughts. She's got her own brain waves going. I do. Last time I checked, that's true. But yep. There you go. So I know you kind of mentioned oh. like a little bit. Give us your give us your um, insane amounts of wisdom that comes from that message. Um, so you kind of cut out. You want me to like, just see what I thought about the message? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, so I liked it overall. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was there. Like, I only thought there was one kind of rest really, I guess. Like I didn't really think much more 
on it than just like, oh, you're tired, go rest. And I guess that more meant um, just like physical rest, like sleeping or um, I don't know, kind of just like zoning out and doing nothing. Um, just giving your body the chance to, I don't know, I guess rest and recover and just not have anything to do. Um, so with Danielle's message, I thought it was interesting to, I guess, learn about all the other types of rest that, that she talked about, um, that I didn't really, I guess I kind of knew, but didn't have a word or meaning for it, I guess. Um, and then with us actually just like sitting in silence and resting for those 10 minutes was awesome. Like I, I, I think I personally needed that. And then everybody else that was there was like, Oh, this was much needed. And then it was cool how we just like went into worship for that. But yeah, yeah I, I think that that, that was a really cool moment. I was talking to somebody else today about it, and they had a question. And, I mean, there's no way for us to really know unless someone is out there that could tell us, is how would those 10 minutes have been experienced by someone who was not a regular attender of second place? Maybe it was their first or second mm -hmm. time there, and maybe not necessarily a follower yet. So, I don't know. That was just an interesting angle because, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was beneficial for those that jumped in on it. So right. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I feel like if you were new, it might be kind of stressful, um, especially if you've, like, never really practiced rest or being restful or just sitting still in general. Right. <laughs> and you're in a new place that you've never been. And if you're new to faith, too, then you're just like, oh, my gosh, one more thing to worry <laughs> about. Like, I have to be right. quiet and sit and move rest, my chair boy. whatever that means <laughs> or like move in general because right. i feel like i don't know another church that i've visited or been to where you actually move out of the seat that you pick <laughs> like you're there in that seat from beginning until end and then you that's go home a, that's really interesting actually i was going to say southern baptist yeah i mean you could get into a charismatic church where you're never in your seat, actually. But, There's that true. option, too. But I do agree that a lot of times, you know, moving from one location to another is not typical, I would say. That's that's an interesting observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the message part? I mean, not off the top of my head, but if I think of more as we're talking, I'll bring them up. Show, show. So... One of the reasons why I wanted him off on the on the second podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> so one of the reasons because, you wanted her on uh, the well, podcast is what I got out of that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So one of the reasons we wanted to get him off on the podcast is first of all she was whining about it because Jill was on episode eight. Oh my gosh, Joe. Episode episode <laughs> eight three. <laughs> The uh, no is because Imhoff was a part of the the crew that was you know with Jill and all the friends, and I wanted to kind of get a little bit of the story of her time here as a student, but then also kind of what happened post graduation. So why don't you just unpack that because I think it's a really cool story, and 
she wrote this up. I'm just to just to make good on like all the other stuff. She wrote this up one one day, and she texted it to me, and it made me cry. So there you go. Didn't know Joe's feelings. How about that? Yeah. I and if you don't know what crying is, Google it. <laughs> Good lord. That'll be next She's week's so message. Yes. Crying. I know. Very aggressive. Late in the day. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, do you want me to unpack the question you asked me, or more? Ooh. Just. Yeah. Sure. That'd be cool. Let's start right there. Wow. But you'll have to remind the crowd what what that what that question was. Question was okay. So for the people's listening, the question that Joe asked me, and so he asked me like a couple questions, like in the other two were just like simple responses, I guess. And then he like drops this bomb on me and I read it and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So he asked me, how have I changed since coming to second place? I was like, oh, wow, that's a simple, easy answer of 5,000 words. So, (laughs) um... I guess to unpack that question, um, a short version, I like growing up, I have always been involved in the church. Um, like both my parents, um, are Christians and followers and they raised me and my sisters to do the same. Um, and like, I've definitely had my struggles (laughs) with faith and just Jesus in general, but growing up, I was a, just like a very scared, insecure, timid child, (laughs) um, to begin with. And then, um, so a lot of my story involves moving. So I, like the longest that I've been like a house, like moving different houses. Um, I've only been in one place for seven years. That was the longest Um, and then after that, it's been like two or three years for the past, like 10 years. So like every two years we'd move to someplace different, um, generally like in the same location. So we never changed school districts, but, um, we still like changed the physical location of what we would call home. Um, and so kind of like as a result of all of those moves, um, I never really was taught how to like deal with my emotions or process those um and I find that I get overwhelmed very easily um just with life in general so the way that I coped with that and processed that was to just like turn my emotions off basically um so like not feeling anything like not feeling the hurt of like being uprooted again um and then also turning that off for like insecurities too where like I still felt them but I like would just push them to the side any chance that I got um and like after doing that for so long I kind of became like a shell of a person like I was there physically and like I interacted with people but like there wasn't much to me I guess um just because I didn't I didn't even know that's what I became um until like going to college in general and like what a whirlwind like the first semester of college is like oh my god general like anyone who's going into college like be advised <laughs> like it's just it's a whirlwind like it's so good and it's so 
but it's also just like, wow, what is happening? So um, like going to college, um, moving to a different state um, and needing to like be responsible for like my education and my schooling, um, it, all, it really stretched me with my faith. Um, and so I like Jill, my roommate at the time, Lori and our, my RA, um, my RA came into my room and she was like, Hey, do you guys like have plans for church tomorrow? And we were like, no, like what's up? She was like, do you guys want to go to a hipster church in a warehouse? And I was like, do I want to what? <laughs> no words like, had yeah, described second place better than like, that sentence. Yes. <laughs> hipster church in a warehouse and i was like sure um so we like we go to second place and we go like we worship we go through service we worship at the end and my conclusion at the end of it was like i hate it here like (laughs) i don't want to go back like I just like which was the complete opposite of Lori and I's reaction. Like right. I talked about on the previous podcast, like Lori and I were like, "Oh my gosh, like we found it! Like how lucky are we?" In the third <laughs> week of being freshmen in college, yeah. we found a home church. And Lori, she didn't tell us that till later. Oh yeah, no. Like a good like few months, and bef- like once she started liking it, is when she <laughs> told us. I hated second place the first week we went. Yeah, um, but that also has part of to do with, like, um, I never really gave my opinion because I didn't want anyone to ever be mad at me or, like, to give them any reason to, I don't know, not like me or whatever. So I just kind of always went along with, like, what other people thought unless it was, like, something that was huge. But to me, this is just, like, oh, my gosh of course they love it. Of course they want to go back. (laughs) Um, And so that started like the journey and the process of second place. And I grew to love it. So like, I do love second place. I love it now. Um, But like over time, as I was um, on my own longer and like going to church more and like getting farther into school, um, it kind of got to a point where I I was sitting on one of the benches outside of the clock tower on campus and I was like just so stressed and so anxious just about life and about school and being on my own and like all of these things where I just like sat down on this bench and I was like Jesus there like my whole life I've grown up and I've known about you like, people have told me what to think about you. they told me that, like, all these characteristics about you. But I don't know you. And, like, I don't... I kind of, like, just was so open and honest with God. Because I was like, I don't know you. Like, I don't trust you with my future. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I kind of just laid it out there. And I, <laughs> thinking back, I was probably mean (laughs) to him but I was like this is just where I'm at right now um and I think that was the first time that I was actually 100% honest with God about where I was instead of just like pretending that I had it all together um so kind of like from that point on I started from scratch I guess um so I 
started to do like a personal devotion and each Sunday would like apply that to like my life as well as the devotion. So like, I guess in my answer that I responded to Joe with was um, like second place gave me the tools to know, to better um, develop my relationship with God, um, which was super cool. And I didn't even realize it until like Joe asked me that question and I sat down and thought about it. Um, but as the we're, years have we're, gone, we're sneaky that way. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, but as like the years have gone on, I have been able to like become closer with my relationship in my relationship with the Lord. Um, the things that I was insecure about, I'm not, I'm no longer insecure about them. And I'd say that I like, am actually a person now. I don't know if that makes sense, but like the shell of a person that I was before, I've like actually allowed myself to, um, like say my opinions, even though it terrifies me, (laughs) um, like to say my opinions, to like invest into like other people around me to, um, like folk like to lean more on the Lord instead of like on myself and like performing. Um, um, Joe, do you remember that list? Like the armored up one? Uh, um, no. What are you talking about? Hold on. I think I have a picture of it. Like the, whatever, um, sermon you did. Like, hold on. Let me find it. Oh, right there. So you were, like, talking about, like, being armored up versus being armored down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, like, being armored up is, like, perfectionism, scarcity, numbing, crushed or be crushed, being right, power over, control, yep. fear. Um, yep. And then the armored down one is, like, healthy striving, firm but flexible, like, working to get it right, clarity and kindness, like, knowing your worth leading from your heart um and so like at the beginning of my journey i was 100 percent the armored up like Mm -hmm. everything on that list i was like wow okay that one hit home um but as like the years have gone on i think that i have more the lord has definitely transformed me um to be more on the other side of that um so instead of fighting and striving out of like scarcity and numbness and like wanting to control everything. Um, there's definitely like more of a peace with it and just like being more relaxed, um, to be like more of the armored down side. So I'd say that I'm like a completely different person (laughs) from when I started going to second place. I kind of remember like the very first time, like I don't know if it's the very first time, but like the first few times I met you, and you were you were pretty cold, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but then you got a flat tire at Alpha, oh. and you're like, I need help. Oh yeah, that, that day crazy. sucked. <laughs> uh, that was anyway. the worst. It was. That's really that's really it. awesome. Yeah. So then you graduated this past year oh, Joe you're cutting out really year. bad yeah in May and by the way 
I was th- thinking there's so many stories with with try that. Did you just see his like hand pose? Wait, did he leave? He turned off the video, so yeah. that was just audio. Uh, can you see? Can you hear me now? Yes, you. Can yeah, hear you. that's much better. Yeah. yeah. So I, oh, I remember awesome. when, but ah, oh, hold on, I'm gonna move. So um, give me one second. <laughs> yeah, were you just sitting in your driveway in your car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you go well I got home, so... It's a very Joe thing of him to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No biggie. Um, all right. Hold on. Everybody, Joe's walking into his house. So I should be the, off on the Wi-Fi. Shoes. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miss um, Cohen putting on his cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Hold on, I got a... Getting Joe buttoned work cardigan. <laughs> <clears throat> Dude, I'll do it. Um, the year of the cardigan, 2019, Sunday. Joe. <laughs> new year, new me. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Dude, if you if you count the letters in cardigan, it's 19, 2019. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Oh, um, I was thinking about, about how well, Imhoff was an in, it was an intern with us mm-hmm. for like Joe, your internet is awful. Year felt like a year, but it was. It was only a couple months. Is it still cut now? Yeah, it sounds yeah. pretty bad. We're fucking really slow. It, yeah, it sounds like you're like slurring your speech. Yeah, Joe's drunk. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> I just whispered to Lauren. Like, it sounds like Joe's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Move, turn up. Stop. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Is is that is that any better? Oh, maybe yeah, a little. A little bit. Hello. Hello. Maybe I need to go back. I'm literally next to the router. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that Joe has really good internet in his house, but the problem is that you know, like 76 people live in there, so like everybody's talking <laughs> the bandwidth, Honestly, and then it uh, it kind of slows him down. Very true. I, I would probably. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to hit your children. Remember that. I'm totally kidding. That's it's awful. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I'm a future mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to hit them. Yeah. But the guy in the podcast said it's okay to hit them sometimes. Jeez. <laughs> the guy in the podcast said so. Yeah. Okay, how about how about that? Is that any? That oh, sounds much better, yeah, Joe. Much better. We like that. Oh, did we speak too soon? We did. I think so. Joe, just use Joe, the just, uh, just, just use the data on your phone. Don't use the the Wi-Fi. Um, I can try that. Praise the Lord for editing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Technical malfunctions. I can hear you guys perfectly. There we go. Now you sound oh, good. You sound good. You sound good right now. 
Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, well, now I'm like yeah. outside in my front yard. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. Sad, but it's hilarious. Outside. <laughs> it's raining. So what I was oh. saying. There we go. We'll cut the cut. Will be the cut. Will be like. So I remember when Imhoff was an intern. Felt like for a year, but it was only three months. And was it only three? Was it or was it four? May, June, I think July, it might have been August. Four. Oh, wow, it was only three. No, I think I started so, today. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. So, so I was thinking about that, and I was, I was thinking about like what the biggest change was in your life, like <laughs> what I saw in you over those three, four months, and it was the fact that like your confidence level went way up, and so that's just a really mm-hmm. cool transformation to hear, like all that. So, bottom line is you graduated this past May, and then mm-hmm. you. Tell us the story of that. Like you went back home and, mm-hmm. but you, but I think the intriguing thing is that you ended up back in the area and I just wanted to have you just give words to like that whole process and why that ended up being a thing. Yeah. So, um, we graduated in May. Um, but before that, uh, I think like a month or so before that, I kind of, so like I really love, um, I loved my experience at Olivet. Like I love everybody at Second Place, um, and just like the community in both places, uh, and just the people that I met were just awesome. Uh, they were just solid, good people, who just all were. The people that I met were very genuine, and had good hearts. Uh, so whenever graduation came around, it was very bittersweet because I didn't want to leave that I had become very comfortable and okay with like living with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like my roommates and being so close to my friends and just the life that I had made for myself. I really loved it. And so graduation was very bittersweet. Um, and it was really hard, uh, but like graduation day was a whirlwind. <laughs> so many things happened. Like we all graduated. One to a couple of our friends got engaged. Like crazy. We, we moved out. Yeah. Um, went back home. So it just all happened so fast. But it was so good. Uh, and then like going home after all the adrenaline of oh my gosh we just freaking graduated college, um, had worn off. And just, like, the mundane of, like, finding a job, but, like, trying to – so my parents are self-employed, so that made working a little bit easier. Um, And we were also in the process of, like, building our house. So, like, a typical day for me would be, like, to get up, work on the house all day, basically come back. To update my resume, apply for a couple jobs, go to bed, do it again. Um, so sounds sounds lovely. Oh yeah, it was great. So, but like it was fine. Like I enjoyed um, working with my family and like building that and all of those things. So, but it was hard because I guess of obligations of that I graduated college. Like I should have a job. I should be making money, like putting my degree to use, like being independent and on my own because like I've graduated. So that's just kind of 
what the next step is. So like it got frustrating not finding a job right away. Like I didn't find a job until October. Um, but even before I found a job, I had decided that I was going to move back um, because it, um, before I graduated, I felt like the Lord was really telling me to stay. But like, as I talked about earlier, like emotions are not my strong suit. Um, and I get overwhelmed easily. So I didn't want to only hear what I wanted and like have my emotions block what the Lord was actually trying to tell me. So like, I basically just wrote it off as like, I was telling myself that I wanted to stay, um, instead of actually listening. Uh, so like graduated, went home, started this like journey of applying for a job. Um, and it was, it was a very hard decision because I wanted to be back in like the second police community um, as well as the one at Olivet that all of our friends had made, but the one at Olivet was no longer a possibility because we had all graduated and we were all like literally across the country. Like, yeah. Like five, six different <laughs> States. Yeah. So like that wasn't going to happen um, unless like, we planned something to a commune. <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> well okay um so but I just know that I really missed like just the community aspect of just like being around it every day and like then going to nothing like that was the hardest part I think um and just like the feelings of just like loneliness and like knowing that when I come home I'm coming home to my family, which is great. And I love them. But like I had been living with Jill and Amanda and Taylor for like the past year. Um, and then Taylor, uh, Taylor and Amanda for the past like two years. So it was a very interesting change of pace. Um, but I had come back. I had visited a couple of times over the summer, but I had come back for boot camp. Uh, with the youth group, um, the week long camp. And then, so like I stayed for that, which that week is crazy and insane in and of itself. Um, but it's so much fun. And then the week after we had a leadership conference at the end of the week. So I ended up just staying for two weeks instead of just going back home after boot camp was done. Um, so when the last, like the conference was like a Thursday, Friday, and then I ended up going home on a Sunday uh, or a Saturday. But before I left to go home, like there was just so like this unsettling feeling of that, like I shouldn't leave that, like I didn't want to leave as well as it just where I was felt like that was where I needed to be. I don't know how else to explain it um, besides that, but I went home and I prayed about it because I had been really conflicted over the last couple months of the summer and like June and July of just like wanting to be here, but not wanting to leave my family. 
Um, and I felt like what either one that I wanted was like, I guess, betraying or hurting the other one. So like, if I wanted to be here, like I would be hurting my family cause I would leave. But if I was with my family, I felt like I was hurting the people that were here cause I wasn't able to, to like see them or spend time with them or anything like that. So I prayed about it. Um, and was just real like open and vulnerable with the Lord. And I was like, this really sucks. Like I need, I need help. Like, I don't know what to do right now. Cause I know what I want, but at the end of the day, like I want to do what your will is like, I'm fine with doing something that to me initially seems miserable and that it hurts. Um, but even though it's like the complete opposite of what I want, but I just wanted to make sure that the Lord's will was what I did first, like regardless of what I wanted, like that was, I was adamant about that. Um, and then I like was talking to my parents about it, like the possibility of just like not, um, living with them anymore and moving here. And my mom bless her heart she was like yeah I kind of always thought that you would end up there someday and I was like oh well thanks that's for a sign <laughs> yeah I was like all right um I've had those moments and I'm like you couldn't have said something sooner that yeah would have been great <laughs> like thanks mom just yeah like, but yeah so she was like yeah that's mm-hmm. okay and I was like oh wow and then after <laughs> that I started um thinking about it as like an actual possibility of like something to pursue. So later that night I was FaceTiming with Jeremiah and Caleb uh, cause I wanted to like know that this wasn't just like, I wanted confirmation <laughs> and like someone to validate what I was like processing through. So I called them and they were basically like, I don't see why not. I mean, if that's like where you're wanting to go and that's where you feel the Lord is pointing you, then basically go for it. And I was like, okay. So I started applying for jobs in the area um, and like finding a place to live um, and everything. And so I came, for, I came down to initially stay with the family that I was going to. And that night um, I got one of my friends texted me and she was like, Hey, there's a job opening for where I work. Are you interested? I was like, yes, please now <laughs> hire me. Um, so she gave me the information on that. I went home, updated my resume, applied, got approved by the state. Um, Cause I needed at least a year's worth of experience for my job. Um, so I got approved by the state. I got, I w had a phone interview and then he asked me if I could come down for an in-person interview. So I did um, a week and a half or two weeks later, I went down for an interview. I had the interview. He offered me the job on the spot. And then I went back and was like, so this happened. Like, can I, um, when would you want me to start? And they were like, if you could start next week, that'd be great. I was like, okay, I have 
seven days to just pick up my entire life and move down here. Um, but the family that I initially stayed with um, had like family coming in that whole week. So I ended up staying with a different family. Um, and then I was working for, um, I think a week or something like that. And so I was staying with a different family so that I could save up money to have an apartment because I didn't want to like live paycheck to paycheck and go into debt right away because that was terrifying. Um, but I found someone to live with like a week after I started my job. I was like, okay, Jesus, like I understand that like <laughs> you make things fall into place, but like really one thing after another. I was like, okay, fine. I guess I guess, I guess, this I guess is... it's supposed to be. Yeah. Everything so... happens for a reason. Nope, don't say it. Easy, Joe. Don't say it. Don't say it. Episode 82, go back and listen, people. So that all all is, like, super cool, and I think that's what I I really wanted the story to kind of just get out there and and understand. And, you know, AP, I don't know if you have thoughts about what you just heard, but, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is you're telling your stories a lot of, like, well, I felt the Lord, like, really, you know – just like it just didn't feel right so what do you think like for somebody who's like maybe where you were four years ago that's not a deep feeler you know how what what is what is it that what's the tangible thing that you could point to to say like no this is this is like definitely a reason why i needed to i felt like i needed to be here you know um whether that was just in this area or at second place or whatever um because I mean, in a lot of ways, like all your crew basically moved away. I mean, your mm-hmm. your college crew, um, <clears throat> some of them, I guess, moved away. But um, there's a few that are still on the area. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What would you say to that? Like, what it, what would you say would would be the thing that drew you back to this area, if you could put words to that? Um, what drew me back, I'd say would be like one major aspect was peace Mm. with it. Um, and I guess it kind of ties into the message, but like, I didn't, like, I felt that I was able to rest when I was here. Like, so with boot camp, that's a crazy week. Like, is it 8 a.m. or 9? 9 you to 9? 9. 9 to 9, yeah. Yeah, 9 to 9 every day <laughs> for a seven week. Days. Yeah, for seven days. And so, like, we're always doing something. Like, we're around everyone. We're going places. We're learning things. We're eating. We're traveling. We're, we're everything. We're all the time. And so, like, even though, like, we got physically exhausted, like, I felt so rested. We call it like, boot I don't... camp wasted, actually. We call it boot camp yeah. wasted. <laughs> um, but I, like, I just felt so rested and that I was able to rest and just, I was so peaceful. Um, like, even in the midst of that craziness. Mm. Um, and it, I don't, I think that is what drew me mm. back. Yeah. I guess. Or made it seem like a possibility. Yeah, well, we're really glad you're back. I, one of the things that I 
asked on the last one, podcast of Jill, you know, with so many college students kind of coming to second place and that, you know, I just wonder for those of us that are like, you know, old enough to be your dad, like me, um, or, you know, older than me or whatever, like there's just a, mm-hmm. there can be sometimes a thing where it's like, all right, well, I go to a church that's full of a bunch of college students. I'm not exactly sure that I'm down because I'm not yeah. sure if this is, this is for me. And it's, and their, their hearts are in the right place. It's not like they, they don't like it. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's just hard sometimes when they don't feel like there's maybe a, an obvious connection um, that would be at a place like that because of the age gap. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. what would you say to that dynamic or to the, a person that's in that kind of like in that seat kind of going, looking around going, wow, I am twice the age of these people. <laughs> um, I guess I see that more as an opportunity to like invest into mentor the college students because like mm. some of us might act like we know what we're doing but like in reality oh, we're yeah, all we lost and wandering earlier. around you literally are like we're just all a bunch of hot messes who have yeah. a lot of attention <laughs> but really though like we're just like I think that's where I'm supposed to go like yeah okay um and this is all such a new stage of life for everybody um like regardless of like if you live at home or if you travel from across the country um it's just such a new experience and there's so many opportunities mm. for us to be poured into um because we've kind of like have emptied our glass because we keep like running into things and like splashing it around so we have no idea really what to look out for or what advice we need to be given mm. but like since everyone's or like the person in this situation is older and wiser than us, I say that's a perfect opportunity to just invest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like for young families, I, I notice that a lot of times some of the younger kids are able to connect with the college students because the college students will either volunteer back with the kids or, mm-hmm. you know, just getting connected with families, you know, the kids just kind of like are around and so you know that obviously becomes a connection as well i think from a third party standpoint not to be biased or anything but i think one of the things that drew you back what was and one of the reasons why you could rest at boot camp and you know have that experience and not like lose like your marbles completely is because of the people i think i think Mm -hmm. that you know there was a community that was here that allowed for that to be a thing and you know, rallied around you and, you know, just kind of where you were at. And it didn't really matter. Like we kind of knew like she's going to be here for boot camp and probably going to split, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it was like, no, we, we want him off to be a part of it. You know, we want, the, we want that to be a thing. So I don't know. I mean, would you agree or would you say it pretty differently? But no, I would agree. Um, the people definitely make the place and the community that is there. Um, I think that second place is full of uh, just genuine people who care um, as like adults, as well as students um, and just like investing into them, uh, like regardless um, of your age or anything like that. But just knowing that the pe- like whenever we walk in to the doors, like kind of what you said on Sunday, like it's a family mm-hmm. reunion, which mm-hmm. I, I do agree 
with that, but it to me, it's just like I'm walking into a place that I know that other people care about me. And it's not necessarily just like I go there because I feel like I'm cared about or that I'm loved or invested. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm people oriented, but the people at second place allow you to invest in them. Like you can invest in other people, but like, or other people can invest into you, but I'm allowed to flip that around and invest in them as well, which I think is really cool. And I don't know another place that is as willing to be open as the people at second place. And I think for me, the way that I, I see it happen is I, I get, I get energized when other people are like, let's go for it. You know, like this mm-hmm. whole get after it phrase, you know, if there's other people that are getting after it, like it, it inspires me. And I, I feel like that's a little bit of the draw for, for me, for sure. But for some others as well, where it's like, Hey, we're going to do this boot camp thing. Seven days, is nine to nine every day. You ready? You want to do this? And everyone's like, that sounds crazy, but yeah let's do it and then we make something happen that's completely crazy it's like hey let's just like start a a coffee shop brand and see if we can like get something going there and let's open up a a nonprofit ministry that's gonna be you know deal with human trafficking and and it's like i'm looking around going like we're insane like literally Mm -hmm. like we're insane we built a playground with basically all volunteers we got all volunteers to put that thing together and it's stellar and i'm like Kirk Doty, you are insane. Like, why are you still here? You've been here like every day, every night this week after work. You're crazy. He's kind but of it insane in general. To be like, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. They own donkeys. That's all yeah. I can say. We need to but, have him you know, on the think, podcast to give his story, too. It. It's over uh, the top. He, Dude, he gave his story at boot camp this past year. Yeah, he unbelievable did. he stole the show yeah it was it was incredible there was it was at a camp around a campfire and the students there was not a peep coming out of them because they're just like this guy is legit mm-hmm. which is so, a miracle to have all of them it, stop talking yeah exactly jesus was there because that happened <laughs> but no and mm-hmm. i think that that's kind of like the inspiration that i gain from seeing other people going for it and you know i think that that's kind of what you're picking up on like it's it's not like you said it's not necessarily that oh people are gonna invest in me and it's all about me it's more so like oh man i see people pursuing jesus and that's what i want to do so yeah yeah do we all have it figured out no but we're figuring it out together and that feels Mm -hmm. right that feels like oh my gosh i never thought of it that way but yeah there you go you know and as we kind of like Mm -hmm. come to some realizations together you know, that's why growth groups and, you know, all the different connections that we create are really designed to help us do life together because that's really mm-hmm. where it's at. Mm-hmm. And whenever we I isolate agree. is when everything kind of just gets flushed. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. This has been great. I feel as though, um, man, I appreciate you being on the podcast, Imhoff, even though I had to twist your arm, you know. You know? Oh my it's good. gosh! You're the worst. <laughs> Pretty much. Her eyes could not roll far enough back into her head when Joe said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, AP, what comes to mind when you hear that story? Before we sign off, 
Uh, I mean, you're that's the first time you've heard Imhoff's story. I mean, she left, she came back. I mean, the the knock on the college students always is is that they're here for four years, if that, because they might not mm-hmm. find us until you know, yeah. sophomore, junior, senior year, and then they're gone. And while they're here, they don't give, and they just mm-hmm. take. And you know, here you have a student, couple of students, really that have really, I think, poured a lot of their life into the place. So that's huge. And, you know, in Imhoff's case, you know, she moved back. So what, what thoughts? Anything? Uh, my, my thoughts on it were, um, I, I understand the feeling of, uh, well, I understand what you mean of, like, not being able to really uh, express your feelings. I'm sure that you had plenty of them, but they weren't really expressed well. That's kind of how I was growing up. And uh, of all people, my boss at my last job, Tim Stewart, said to me, um, when, when presenting some, something to someone, don't tell them that you feel a certain way, especially when you're talking to a customer. Tell them that you believe it. And I, I think mm. what I'm collecting is that you're at the point of, like, I, I don't just feel like Jesus wants me to do this. I believe Jesus mm-hmm. wants me to do this. And, mm. I mean, that, that's, that's the sign of a true relationship with Christ, you're, you're not just like, oh, well, I'm just going to do this anyways. You're at the point of, uh, yeah, I, I, re- I really do know that this is the right thing to do. And you've been convinced by Jesus. And I, I see even a lot of people in the church that aren't convinced by Jesus on not necessarily this, but just on many, many topics. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, you're saying how um, you're just trying to trying to help carry out christ's will i mm-hmm. i haven't ha- heard many people uh in your age bracket say that that's mm-hmm. it's just really encouraging to hear mm-hmm. that that's that that that's awesome that you're actually trying to do what scripture says and submitting to god's will it's not fun and frankly it's really scary mm-hmm. yeah so that yeah. that's that's just awesome that that's awesome it, it's an amazing it's an amazing story and you're definitely on on the right path there good <laughs> glad to know i did something right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's not yeah it's not even about getting it right it's that as much as just when you when you're getting it that you're able to like get back on track fast faster than before you know like mm-hmm. oh i missed it today all right yeah. well guess what tomorrow's a new day and be able to get back there because we'll never do everything right enough. But, you know, I know it's not how you were taking that or saying that. But I just mm-hmm. think for some of us out that are out in the listener world that might be saying, like, yeah, I'm doing all the quote unquote right things, but nothing seems to go in the right mm-hmm. way. And that's part of what we talked about even with Joe. It's just like you got to be willing to say, all right, well, this is what I'm going to trust because God is good. And I'm going to trust that, mm-hmm. you know, this is hard and you might not be in the job that you won't want to be in. And, you know, this may not be going the way you want, but it still doesn't negate the fact that God has got your back. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Well, at the end of the podcast, we always go in, we count to three and we whisper something and incredibly, incredibly insightful. And, um, you know, I don't know yeah, if, insightful. if there's anything that you've got there that you would want to go in on. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> mm. I mean, it's, I'm used to like we could go whispering on. something weird. <laughs> not, we could, not, yes, that's yeah, exactly what we're doing. Joe's yeah. just... We could, 
We Joe's just trying to sound it more, make it sound more intelligent than it is. <laughs> we could go on something benign because it is New Year's Eve. We could just go in on Happy New Year. New Year, New Me. I like that. New Year, New Me. Yes. All right. Oh, my gosh. Let's do it. Yes. I like it. So, yeah, if you're so driving if your you're... car that you've invested too much money into that still keeps breaking, just put your hand right in the middle there. Yeah, if you're actually in Michigan building your house mm. at the moment, <laughs> swinging a hammer, before you swing it, put the other hand in the middle. Yeah, make Where, sure your hand's out of the way. The yeah, that hurts. Nail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't do put that. Put it in the middle. That's <laughs> painful. Yeah. If you're delivering the mail, like the mailman is deli- delivering right oh, now. Oh, yeah, they do have mail delivery today. You should be, as Weird. you're listening to this. I mean, wouldn't you listen to a podcast while you're delivering the mail? I would. Like, you don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. Dude, I would yeah. be so While you're running away from the dog like that's chasing after yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a well, this guy, he never even gets out like of the top of the world. Yeah. I, my, so, my mailman has a walking route, so getting chased by a dog is a real thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh. Yeah. So if Not you're good. a mailman or a male woman and you're out there and you're delivering the mail, if you're a male person, then go ahead and put your hand in the middle. Yes. But keep your other hand on the wheel if you're driving because you don't want any accidents. That's a good call. No. Delivery service. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So everyone put, their, put your hand in the middle and we'll go in on three. Are you guys ready? A new year, new me, new right? New year, new me on okay. three. But we're not saying on three. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Joe. Okay. We know how to do it. Ready? <laughs> One, One, two, two three. three. New year.